Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Rudy Gobert is going to be sending his one to the Utah Jazz saying... Thanks for the memories, and thanks for getting me out of there as you're about to hit the reset button. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. Let's break the big news down with Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter. Dave, a couple minutes ago, Woj reported that Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year, is leaving the Utah Jazz headed to the Minnesota Timberwolves. A whole bunch of players in the mix here in a trade from Minnesota to Utah in exchange for Rudy Gobert. But as you look at this Timberwolves team, we knew they wanted to go big in free agency, didn't know how they were going to make it happen with their cap situation and roster flexibility, but boy, did they certainly fulfill that promise. Your reaction? Of course, it's huge. And we thought we were full of NBA news yesterday, but the smorgasbord continues. And listen, this Wolves team, they gave the Grizzlies a tough, tough series. And I know they weren't a top four seed or anything like that last year in the West, but you got to love the aggressive mentality from Wolves GM, their new GM, Tim Connolly, saying like, you know, maybe traditionally you wouldn't look at our group and say they're on the verge of contending. Let's try to throw the window open right now Go for broke in this short period of time. We got an all nba -er in Carl Anthony Towns. We just locked up on a long-term deal. An up-and-coming uh, guy who people around the league think could be an MVP someday in Anthony Edwards. You know, some, some key vets, uh, you know, guys like uh, Patrick Beverly. Now you had a, you know, multi-time defensive player of the year. I love the aggressive mentality. I don't know if this is a great long-term play. But in the short term, you're going to start talking about the Wolves on that list of seven or eight teams in the league that you could potentially see making the conference finals or the finals next year. Hey, Dave, you uh, you cover the L.A. Lakers. Uh, at, what do you think is going through Rob Palenka's head right now as he sees what Minnesota just did? Uh, Kevin Durant, you know, potentially rumored to go to Phoenix. Um, Golden State gets uh, Looney back locked up again. The Joker's locked up in in uh, Denver. Devin Booker gets his money, and LeBron James and company are just sitting there. What do you think is going through Rob Palenka's head as he's watching all these moves going on in the first 24 hours of free agency? Mike, what Rob Palenka is thinking about right now is what I could do to get Kyrie Irving in the Los Angeles Lakers uniform for next year. And the Lakers don't have uh, a tremendous amount of young assets they can include in a deal like that. The first round picks that they are able to swap aren't even available until 2027 and 2029 because they gave up so many to get Anthony Davis a couple of years ago. At the same time, though, listen, if you're Brooklyn, you could potentially get a pick or two. You could get a, a young 
uh, guard in Talon Horton Tucker, who has had some flashes of brilliance in his short career so far. You can get a guy in Russell Westbrook who clearly has shown some signs of atrophy where his career is right now, but if you just need an inning eater for next year and it's an expiring contract, you could do worse than Russell Westbrook. And, you know, as you start to see whatever deals that could materialize around the league, like because of the way Kyrie Irving has managed his career the last couple of years, it's not like he is some shining asset that teams are going to be lining up to acquire. Also, you'll have the idea if Kyrie Irving's already putting the signals out to everyone that he wants to be with the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're another team, even if you are tantalized by his talent, are you really going to go and trade anything of value to get him thinking that he doesn't want to be there? And so there's certainly a pathway to see Kyrie Irving reunited with LeBron James this time in LA. And that is where Rob Plink is mind at that right now. We're talking with Dave McMenamin, ESPN NBA reporter on Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells sitting in for the guys. On the note of Kyrie Irving, we know that the Lakers were the only team earlier in this earlier this week that seemed even remotely interested that they were on Kyrie Irving's list of six potential suitors and being able to pull that off and make that happen. As it stands today, you know, fast forwarding all the time past him opting into his player option. How do the Lakers pull this off to get Kyrie Irving, and what, you know, what would they exchange for him? Because, like you had mentioned, at this point, we know that he's kind of got no leverage because he had mentioned that that's where he wants to go. Is there much value for the Brooklyn Nets in trading him to LA? Well, you start with Russell Westbrook. Because one, you can't have both those guys on the same team. Uh, you know, they, they both need the ball in their hands uh, a fair amount, as does LeBron. And so you, you can't have three of them. LeBron's staying, obviously, and you bring Kyrie in. That's where you start, and that's a salary match situation also. Um, you know, Russell making 47, Kyrie making 37 to convince Josiah and, and Sean Marks and the Nets group to want to take on more salary when it looks to be uh, somewhat of a rebuilding situation for them you're going to have to sweeten the deal. And so that's where the draft picks come in. But I, as I mentioned, the draft picks aren't able to be uh, passed over until five years from now because of uh, the other deals the Lakers have done in the last several seasons. And then really, you know, I mentioned the one young asset that they could include is Talon Horton Tucker. I, I suppose the other guy that they have who, you know, some teams certainly would see some upside to, would be Austin Reeves. Uh, the Lakers had no interest in, in parting with Austin Reeves. Um, they think they found a gem last year, uh, having him come undrafted and, and really have some really nice moments for them. Uh, but, you know, it's going to come down to some combination of those assets I mentioned, and then the Lakers crossing their fingers and hoping that the rest of the teams around the league think, like, you know what? That's too much for us to deal with, especially if Kyrie's made it clear he doesn't want to be here and, and hope that their offer ends up looking better just because the other offers don't materialize around the rest of the NBA. So what happens if the Lakers are not able to land Kyrie? Because it sounds like it's not it, – it won't be an easy situation, to, easy trade to pull off, especially – with the lack of uh, first-round draft picks immediately available to go to Brooklyn, 
if they don't get Kyrie, how do they get better? I mean, do you see any other players fitting in that could help them get back to the playoffs, especially with LeBron James, you know, turning 38 years old later on this year? Well, Mike, they got to get some shooting. And that team you used to cover, the Indiana Pacers, have already started wheeling and dealing, and they parted ways with Malcolm Brogdon to Boston. And there's another guy on that roster uh, who can really shoot it and has some deep ties to Rob Polinka, and that being Buddy Heald. Uh, Rob Polinka used to be his agent uh, before he moved over into a NBA executive role. And Buddy's someone who the Lakers nearly acquired last year on draft day um, and, until the Russell Westbrook deal came out of nowhere. And so, you know, that is the type of player that they would target. And again, when we're talking about what they have available to trade, it's that same asset that we're mentioning. It's those draft picks that don't convey until a half decade from now. <laughs> uh, and, and it's Taylor Horton Tucker and Austin Reeves. Now, you know, you say on their face, Talon Horton Tucker, Buddy Heel, who's a better player? Buddy Heel, sure. But if the Indiana Pacers' timeline is rebuilding around Tyrese Halliburton and you may not be sniffing a playoff for two or three years down the line, well, two or three years down the line, Buddy Heel is best days to pass him. And so there could be some value in that type of offer that you make to Buddy Heald. And the other guy you could look to is Eric Gordon in Houston. Houston's clearly in a rebuild. Uh, if, if Eric Gordon lets it be known that he doesn't want to use the twilight of his career to be playing on teams that go 20 and 62, that's another guy uh, you, you can target. Uh, and again, you give Houston some young players that would fit their timeline as well. And then, you know, Brooklyn's got a couple of other shooters. If they can't get Kyrie, well, guess what? There's also Seth Curry and Joe Harris there. And, you know, the Lakers right now do not have any shooting on their roster. Like, none. Uh, so that is the huge void, and they have 13 players locked in. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be hard to get a player on a veteran minimum contract that brings shooting and also has enough defense where he can stay on the floor. Like, you know, Wayne Ellington last year, he's an excellent shooter. Uh, but he was such a one-sided player. He, he didn't have the defense to be able to stay on the floor. Uh, they recognize that they can't go that route. They need they need to find shooting in, in guys who can play two ways. Um, and um, that's going to be their priority. The number one they love is Kyrie Irving, who's a 50-40-90 guy. Uh, but if they can't get Kyrie, you know, you're going to look for them trading players or perhaps getting rid of one of those picks down the line to get some shooting because otherwise the spacing just won't work with this team. Um, you know, you need LeBron to be surrounded by shooters to maximize what he does. The, di- the amazing difference, the difference that a year makes last year at this time, the Lakers were focused on trying to get some aging all-stars, a part of this roster this year, they opened up free agency with a flurry of moves, they tried to get younger, more athletic, and more defensive-minded, as Dave just said. He is Dave McMenamin. He covers the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA for ESPN. Joined Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells here on Canty and Carlin. Dave, thanks so much for keeping us updated on the recent happenings in free agency. I'm sure there will be no shortage of news over the next couple of days that we'll tap in with you about at a later date. Thanks so much. 
You got to love, love talking to you NFL folks about the NBA. We'll have to reverse role someday. I mean, you are more than welcome to come help us break it all down during NFL free agency where record deals are, are handed out and make, a, make all of our heads explode at the same time. But there is no shortage of news here with NBA free agency as it continues to wager on as we try to figure out where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are headed next. And coming up next, does the KD Kyrie breakup in Brooklyn officially signify the end of the super team in the NBA? Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Years ago today, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving teamed up and announced that they were joining the Brooklyn Nets to form their own super team after the two players won championships with the Cavs and the Warriors respectively and then decided that they were still searching for something else. They still had something left to be fulfilled, so they went and joined forces to do that together. They were not able to deliver on a title with the Brooklyn Nets but they did form a super team of their own. We have to ask ourselves now, is the super team era over with Kevin Durant requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets? And it feels like Kyrie Irving will be traded away in the not too distant future as well. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, and Mike Wells presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So do you feel like the super team era is officially over now that Kevin Durant wants out and this whole thing's going to crumble before we know it? You know, I'm not sold that it's officially over because let's let's just think about this. If Phoenix is able to acquire Kevin without having to uh, give up DeAndre Ayton, then you have a powerful threesome right there in Devin Booker, KD, and Aiton, but I think the whole, you know, let's go team up purposely through free agency, I think is going to be harder to come by, um, you know, as as years go go on. Um, you know, LeBron, I mean, actually the first big three, in my opinion, was done through a trade with Danny Ainge when he was in Boston sure. when he brought Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett to uh, team up with Paul Pierce, and then you had the free agency of LeBron, Bosch, and D-Wade down in Miami. It, it's it's going to be fewer in, you know, going forward on how many guys are trying to team up in that aspect because – you know, you do need multiple players to be able to win a championship. You're not you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. I mean, shoot, Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman to help him out win win some titles. But I just think the whole free agency of, okay, let's go recruit these players, it's not going to happen as much. Yeah. So what constitutes as a super team? We've talked about it, the super team era. Um, as Mike mentioned, it was it started long before LeBron James teamed up with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade 
in Miami, and then Kevin Durant went to a team that was already great with a lot of homegrown players in the Golden State Warriors and created an even greater team out there and won two titles because of it. But what constitutes as a super team, and how will super teams work? Here's ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks explaining the super team phenomena on Barton Hahn. I think you have to you can do a super team as long as you have somebody that you've drafted, you've developed, and has been part of your fabric and your culture. Whether it be Dwayne Wade in Miami when when um, LeBron and Chris Bosh got got there in 2010, whether it be Paul Pierce in, in in Boston when Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen got there, I think that's the only way that that works uh, for doing a super team, putting three guys with three different personalities and three different agendas is not going to work. I don't care who the coach is going to be. There's a lot of truth to that because when you have three, and it's, you know, three is kind of the arbitra- arbitrary number, but I mean, it could be three, it could be four, it could be beyond that. But when you have players who have their own ideas of what the team should be doing and the direction the team should be headed – and guy, not guys who were brought in necessarily together, you can understand why this thing fell apart. Now, I think Brooklyn is the extreme example here because of Kyrie Irving and everything that happened with him last year and his decision to not be a team-first player. And then Kevin Durant trying to be like, well, I understand everything else is going on around me right now. I just want to hoop. And then Ben Simmons, who hasn't even played a game for them, they <laughs> trade for him. So they tried to force this thing through and form a super team that – Really, if you would have told me on paper that that would have made sense, I would have asked you, how does this equate? Because it just doesn't seem to compute, even in like the most literal, in most like figurative sense, let alone the literal sense, it clearly never did. So I can understand the argument, and to his point, you have to have at least one player that was drafted and developed by the team. The reason the Golden State Warriors have been able to sustain the super team era where they had Kevin Durant for a while, won two titles with him, and then won one this year without him is because Clay, Draymond, and Steph were all drafted and developed by the Golden State Warriors. So to Bobby's logic, that's the reason that that one makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, potentially you, you could have a quote-unquote super team um, in Boston. If, if the Celtics were able to get, the t- get over the top, I mean, you think about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, guys that were yeah. selected – Selected uh, by by the uh, Celtics front office by by Danny Ainge, but uh, yeah, I mean you, the the Brooklyn Nets were the furthest thing from a homegrown super you know super team. I mean all three of those players. I'm gonna say four because I'm throwing Ben Simmons in the sure. mix now. None of them were selected by the Brooklyn Nets. Go back several years ago when Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Darren Williams all went to the Brooklyn Nets. It didn't work out. They didn't have that same home ground talent. So Bobby Marks made an incredible, you know, a very, very good observation on if you don't have a guy who's in that culture, who's been there, it's going to be hard to get everybody to mesh together because nobody can lead the way who's been in that organization for some time. Yeah, I mean, like the the most homegrown for the Brooklyn Nets, well, I guess would have been Joe Harris, and he wasn't even homegrown. He just (laughs) had most, like, longest tenured. He had been there since 2000. And 16, but you think about the rest of their starting lineup this year in the postseason. Obviously, Durant, not a homegrown player. Kyrie Irving, not a homegrown player. Seth Curry, they got him in the trade for sending James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers. But even the big three that they had formed previously before 
Harden went to Philadelphia, they got him from the Houston Rockets. So, yeah, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense um, in the logic of trying to fit pieces of the puzzle together that probably were never meant to to click in all the grooves together. I mean, it, it makes sense from a lot of different angles when you look at it this way, knowing it's hard when you're trying to take great players from other franchises and expecting that everybody be on the same page, everybody have the same agenda, and everybody be willing to make the same sort of sacrifices it would take to achieve a dream that, you know, this is the reason that championship teams are not built overnight. It takes time. It takes drafting and development, developing. It takes strategic and smart free agent moves, not just moves that kind of signal a knee-jerk and win-now reaction. Kenny and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Straight ahead, what does the Rudy Gobert trade mean for Donovan Mitchell's future in Utah? We discuss next here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Jalen Brunson is a New York Nick after reportedly declining the Dallas Mavericks' last-ditch attempt to try to sign him to a four-year, $55.5 million contract extension offer after the trade deadline and his patience was well rewarded with nearly $50 million more in total salary. He gets to team up with his father, Rick Brunson, who is on the bench, and he gets to have a fresh start after a very good playoff performance with the Dallas Mavericks, now taking his talents to the New York Knicks. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. Let's talk a little bit more Knicks now with Tommy Beer, author of the What's on Tap Substack newsletter. You can follow him on Twitter, at Tommy Beer, exactly how it sounds. So explain to me a little bit more about this big three that we should be excited to watch with the New York Knicks that includes R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, so a very young backcourt, but Julius Randall in the mix here. How how does this all make sense for the New York Knicks and what their goals are going forward this season? Yeah, I think that's the the key part is kind of where does this put the Knicks? Obviously, you know, first and foremost, let's acknowledge that Jalen Brunson is a massive upgrade over what the Knicks had last year with uh, the shell of Kemba Walker. Um, clearly had, had lost a significant amount of his athleticism and quickness after the knee injury. Um, this is the same Knicks team that started Alec Burks for the final 22 games of the season at point guard. Yes, that's 30-year-old shooting guard Alex Burks at point guard. So um, make no mistake, Jalen Brunson coming off a phenomenal postseason run in Dallas is a massive upgrade at point guard for the Knicks. Uh, so a, a roundabout way to answer your question is the Knicks are better. The question obviously remains, are they good enough to kind of escape that middle of the pack? Are they an eight seed? Are they a six seed? Are they a 10 seed? 
with the defensive deficiencies, you know, going into the season, it looks like they're probably starting a backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Evan Fournier. Um, and you factor that in with the kind of the uh, offensive talents, albeit inefficient, of R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. It's hard to envision the Knicks climbing into that, you know, those top four seeds out east. Um, but, yes, uh, as you note, a lot of it depends on Julius Randle. Did we get the Julius Randle that was All-NBA in 2021? Or do we get the other Julius thumbs down Randall um, who took a big step backwards last season? With, with the addition of uh, Brunson, obviously it is a big piece. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to watching um, Brunson and R.J. Barrett play together. What other pieces do the Knicks need to get, you know, to take that leap to, you know, try to get into at least the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference? Sure. Uh, Leon Rose has made no, you know, he's, he's kind of let it be known that he's going to, he's, he's big star hunting. That's what he came. I'm sure that's what he told uh, the Knicks owner, James Dolan, when he was hired that um, based on my connections. And, and obviously we know that he has a, a strong connection with Jalen Brunson, maybe, you know, is one of the reasons why Brunson is a New York Knick right now. Um, but they have, they have bigger fish, you know, they, they're targeting one of the, one of the stars of the league. Um, and, you know, within the last hour or so, um, we know that uh, Rudy Gobert was traded from Utah to Minnesota for a bevy of first-round picks. It sounds like four first-rounders, um, three of them unprotected, which is a great haul for Utah. So, obviously, the next question is, do, is, is Donovan Mitchell the next superstar uh, on the open market? Um, there is definitely some connective tissue between Donovan Mitchell and New York. This kid that was born in Westchester, his dad is an employee of the New York Mets. He's a huge Mets fan. Um, he's been to a few games, took batting practice at City Field, um, I think it was two weeks ago. So um, there's definitely some connection between uh, the Donovan Mitchell and the and the Knicks. Um, there's there's going to be smoke. So and now we'll see if there's fire. Uh, for what it's worth, um, Adrian Wojnarowski has come out and said that Utah's plan as of this moment is to build around Donovan Mitchell. Um, Tony Jones uh, of The Athletic, who's, who's plugged in out in Utah as well, has, has reiterated a similar comment. So it certainly sounds like Danny Ainge, and the, the Utah front office is planning on building around Mitchell going forward. The question, of course, is, um, you know, does Donovan Mitchell share those same plans? Is he content to go through a rebuild? Now, Utah's going to tell you it's a retooling, which uh-huh. means potentially they're going to flip some of those assets uh, for some young players. Is that a, a sign and trade with DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, in, in Phoenix? We'll see. But that's kind of, as far as I see it, I don't see Mitchell at all being content uh, to start a full-scale rebuild, um, you know, I'm sure you may, maybe he gives the Utah, you know, front office some time to kind of um, reestablish, you know, get some established veterans and, and quality players on the roster. But um, we'll kind of see how that plays out over the next days, hours, weeks, et cetera. Yeah, I agree with you there, Tommy. We're talking with Tommy Beery covers the New York Knicks for the his Substack is called What's on Tap. It's a Substack newsletter. You can follow him at. Tommy Beer on Twitter. And to that note, I laugh about that because I can't see Donovan Mitchell right now signing up to be part of a long-term <laughs> rebuild, and that feels like where this whole thing is trending with the Utah Jazz. As we know, it would take a lot to probably get him to New York, and the Knicks own the rights to nine first-round draft picks over the next five seasons, the only seasons, the only other team that has more than them would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Make the case for the Knicks trading a lot of this draft capital away in order to get someone like Donovan Mitchell and just where that would put them. Because it feels like to me, Jalen Brunson is not enough. 
for this team just yet. To I mean, they committed a lot of money to him for over the next four years. That's great. But in order for this team to get out of mediocrity and where they're at right now, they need to do more than just that, more than just throwing money um, – you know other places too, like Mitchell Robinson and the extension that we've been we've been talking about there. How does Donovan Mitchell make them a better player if they do indeed trade for him? It's a great question, Courtney. And that's what the Knicks are going to have to ask themselves: at, at what what is the price point at which they're you know willing to walk away? Because if the Jazz can get four first round picks, three of them unprotected from Minnesota for Rudy Gobert, who's you know about to turn thirty, and obviously still a tremendous player. Um, but Donovan Mitchell's 25, signed, locked up for another four years. Um, so they're every team in the league, you know, Miami, Pat Riley's going to place a call. There's already some rumors that, that the Heat are interested and that um, Mitchell's interested in Miami as well. Um, and then you kind of look at the fit, um, d- d- a backcourt of Brunson and, and, and Donovan Mitchell. How effective are the, is that defensively? Um, we've seen, you know, with the, the, you know, the two best, the, the two teams that led the NBA in defensive efficiency last year were the Warriors and the Celtics. And that kind of tells you a little bit, uh, you know, about the importance of, of building a team stout defensively going forward. Um, that being said, um, you know, again, Leon Rose came to New York to bring a star. Um, Donovan Mitchell, make no mistake, three-time All-Star all before the age of 25, prior to his struggles in the postseason this year, um, was one of the, you know, uh, had average, I believe it was over 33 points per game in his first 20 postseason games. The guy can put the ball in the basket. Um, so, yeah, the only question is, um, you know, and, and, you know, for the Knicks, they, you really only have, as you mentioned, they have nine first-round picks. Uh, they own the rights to nine first-round picks over the next five years, 11 first-round picks um, over the next seven years. The, the issue is you only get to push all those chips to the middle of the table once. You, you kind of only get one crack at a superstar. So if you're trading three first-round picks and R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly or you know four first-rounders and O.B. Toppin, whatever the case might be, and that, and and if you need to be sure that that is a guy that's going to make you a championship contender, I personally, I'm not convinced that Donovan Mitchell is that guy. Um, so for the Knicks, it becomes a bargaining game. Where can you move enough asset allocation where you're content with what you have remaining, and 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 still bring and, and still bring Donovan Mitchell back, and then you go up against what are other teams willing to offer? The Heat, you know, multiple draft picks, Tyler Hero, et cetera. Um, it'll be fascinating to see how this all plays out. The Knicks land their big fish free agent in Jalen Brunson. They re-signed Mitchell Robinson today on a $60 million deal, and they might not be done yet. All eyes will be on the Knicks and whether they are able to land a player like Donovan Mitchell via trade, as it looks like the Utah Jazz are headed towards a rebuild. He is Tommy Beer, author of the What's on Tap Substack newsletter covering all things Knicks. Tommy, we appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Have a great weekend, guys. You as well. Coming up next, the Pacers have traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics. We react. Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase.
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Celtics were looking for a true playmaking point guard, and it appears that they have that. The Indiana Pacers traded guard Malcolm Brogdon to the Boston Celtics, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Mike, I know you covered the Pacers for a long time. What is your reaction to Malcolm Brogdon finding a new home to a team that did not have to give up any of its core players in order to pull this trade off? Well, that tells you how bad the uh, Pacers wanted to move on from Malcolm Brogdon. You know, Brogdon signed, you know, prior to uh, several years ago in free agency. He came to Indiana, you know, prior to the 2019-2020 season after being in Milwaukee to start his career. And he was supposed to bring stability to the point guard spot. And that was not the case. I mean, Brogdon is very talented. Uh The issue with him is he was always injured played just 36 games last season for the Pacers, 56 the year before, 54, obviously in the, the year the season, the, the shortened, COVID-shortened season, he's got health issues. That's the problem. You, if you can't depend on him and the Pacers, they are a team that's in a real rebuilding mode right now. Um, they couldn't rely on him to be there. And, you know, just talking to people, you know, I still have ties inside the uh, Pacers organization. Malcolm Brogdon was not easy to deal with. So it'll be – Curious on how he fits in playing alongside Marcus Smart, who has a very strong personality, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. The best thing that happens out of this trade for Boston is is that Marcus Smart does not have to be the point guard. Brockton will be that true, true point guard to able to get the offense going and get the ball to the star players in the right position as long as he can stay healthy. And that's going to be the key with Brockton as long as he's in the NBA. Can he stay healthy and be as good of a player as potentially, I mean, he averaged 19 points last season, 21 points a year prior. It's just a matter of why can't he stay healthy? Every small injury kind of snowfall is a snowball, and he misses way too much time. And that, that kind of you know frustrated the Pacers uh, after a while. The good thing about this for the Boston Celtics is that Brogdon's contract, the one that he's currently on, is, is expiring. So if, if this doesn't work out, they can part ways prior to the trade deadline, no harm, no foul, but it's a high-reward, relatively low-risk move for the Boston Celtics. As Mike had mentioned, now Marcus Smart gets to go be the type of player we know he can be when he doesn't have those same sort of responsibilities on him that that he was tasked with in in facilitating for Jalen Brunson um, and Jason Tatum during the NBA Finals. It's a team that's trying to run it back. It believes that it has the roster that is good enough to do that, and then they get a nice rotational piece in the mix in Malcolm Brogdon in exchange for literally pennies on the dollar here. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Courtney Crone and Mike Wells sitting in for Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. 
Should the New Orleans Pelicans give Zion Williamson a max contract? It is projected to be worth $231 million, and we've talked about this um, for a long time, whether Zion Williamson is deserving of that, whether it is the right move for the New Orleans Pelicans, Mike. And this super max is it's critical at this point for a Pelicans team that made the playoffs last year, was in the play-in tournament, and obviously now, with the way that the roster is constructed, they're in a good spot to, if you're in the West in thinking that you can contend. But do you think that this is the wisest move for the New Orleans Pelicans as they consider whether Zion is worth all of that money because of the health issues? I'm thinking if I am the general manager of the Pelicans right now, talent-wise, it's no question. Yeah. The Zion is worth every penny. There's a reason why the Pelicans took him over John Morant as the number one overall pick in 2019. 22, point, 22 and a half points in his rookie season, 27 in the 2020 21 season. But the issue with Zion is his health, yeah. his weight. Can you rely on him? This is not the NFL, a sport that you and I both cover, where teams are able to give you know a certain amount of guaranteed money and then cut ties. If a player is not living up to expectations, this money is completely guaranteed. And if I'm the Pelicans, I'm rolling the dice saying, okay, Zion, you know what? We need you to prove that you can stay healthy and we will offer you the contract. Of course, Zion could say, well, you didn't give me the extension when the opportunity was there. So why should I resign? I'm really, I'm going to roll that dice and just hope that Zion is going to trust us and understand why we say we can't give you that max contract yet until you prove that you can stay healthy and, and you we, can be that player that you need to dominate on the court to be. But as we know in sports, everything is based on a projection. No one earns anything and then gets paid, right? Like it's all based on, well, you're another worldly talent. We expect that your ceiling is is here and, and you're a little bit below it. You will prob- you'll probably get to it in an X, you know, X number of years. That's how it works in sports where we – project everything out and what someone's value has the potential to be. It's so rare that you see a player like Zion Williamson at the stage of his career where now he's four seasons in to his NBA career and he's missed a lot of time, missed the entire season last year because of injury and has been in and out of the lineup before that due to injury, conditioning issues, what have you. They see what the ceiling is here. And they also see that if they don't give him what he believes he 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 what he and the rest of the league believes that he is owed, which is that five year rookie max contract that's going to pay him up to two hundred thirty one million dollars, keeping him under contract through the twenty seven twenty eight season. If they don't do that, somebody else will. I feel like that's what we run ourselves into a circle with here in the sports world, realizing that if one team doesn't see your potential, another team probably will and will be willing to pony up the assets that it takes to land the former first overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. As Mike mentioned, the numbers when he plays, they're good. 25.7 points, seven rebounds per game across his three-year NBA career. There's still a lot of meat left on the bone with Zion Williamson, a lot to be desired here. But if he can stay healthy and he can play a full season, which he has not done to this point of his career for the New Orleans Pelicans, I think that you have a legitimate threat here in in the Western Conference that can contend with the likes, not just you know of, of a team that's chasing the Golden State Warriors, but with Memphis, but with Dallas, maybe even Utah. Like, there's a lot of potential for this 
New Orleans Pelicans team if you keep Zion Williamson in the fold and you keep him healthy? Man, uh, yes. I mean, think about it. You, you're te- teaming him up with uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, C.J. McCollum. Oh. I mean, that's a nice little foundation down there. It is. And it, that is an incredible foundation that you that, – where Zion is clearly the focal point in the paint, and you got perimeter players that can get you buckets. And not only buckets, but you have a, a leader in C.J. McCollum who has been there and been around and knows what it takes to win. I hope it works out for Zion because I love watching them play above the rim. Yeah, I do too. Sham Strania of The Athletic reporting Friday morning that the injury-riddled big man for the New Orleans Pelicans is about to get paid. Zion Williamson expected to agree to a five-year rookie max Contract extension with the Pelicans that will pay him up to $231 million, keeping him under contract for the next five years.